Well, welcome to today's podcast. Here we are for the first podcast of the year 2022. I just pray that everyone's year for 2022 is a real blessing for them. Today we're going to be talking about relationships, and we're studying out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 17 through 18. And here's what it says. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. As workers who tend a fig tree are allowed to eat the fruit, so workers who protect their employer's interests will be rewarded. Now, if you remember, we've been talking about really the four rare things that uh, leaders often forget. We talked one week about responsibility, and then the following week about accountability. This week, we'll be talking about relationships. And next week, we'll be talking about being an encourager. But let's get back to relationships. Remember, 1 John 1.18, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living the truth. So our ironing out friends has to work both ways because the counselor and the counselee both can help each other. So the relationship has to work both ways. Keep that in mind. In the New Living Translation, in verse 17, it says, Wisdom comes from interaction, often critical, with good friends. Let's take a look at Proverbs 27, 6. And that's what it says. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And if we look at verse 9 of that same chapter, here's what it says. The heartful or the heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. We need relationships. This is important for our life. This is a deep-rooted comment, and it's about having that difficult conversation, the things that we don't always like to do, but really need to do with our friends sometimes. The world's way is man up, tough love, confrontation. God's way is, it's grace, love, truth, hope, and faith all woven together that emanates from the heart into a meaningful conversation. Big difference. How to treat our friends. Let's talk about that for a minute. In Ephesians 4 verses 29 through 32 is an excellent verse that talks about this. It's about to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. In Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14, is to clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And in verse 13, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times. Remember that. Proverbs 19.20, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. We read this in Proverbs 27.9. It says to give heartfelt counsel from the heart or in spiritual love. (laughs) This is awesome teaching, I have to say, especially for me. I'm learning as I'm teaching or sharing with you. Here's another important fact. An employer values loyal workers who protect their employer's interests. It's kind of like saying it works both ways. 
Wise employers give their workers incentives to be loyal, such as allowing them to eat the fruit. You read this all through the Bible. I'll let you read on your own, but take a look at Deuteronomy 25, verse 4, and 1 Corinthians 9, verses 7 through 10, and 1 Timothy 5, verse 17 through 18. And then take a look at Luke 12, verses 42 through 44, and 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 6. This is all about incentives. And I think it's good that employers give incentives for employees to perform well. One of the best investments an employer can make is to allow the employees to invest in their company. We see this time and time again with other big companies. Company owners that provide benefits, yes, <laughs> it's, it's competition, but it's also complimentary to get vacation, overtime pay, health care, employee discounts. This is all about relationship with the company and their employer and the employees. The Ten Commandments for Difficult Conversation are as follows. And I'm going to give you a statement in the verse to reference. Number one, pray, be committed to peace of progress, Philippians 4, 6. Number two, don't assume their motivation, Proverbs 20, verse 5. Number three, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, Ephesians 4, verse 26 through 27. I make that a habit daily. When I go to bed at night, did I offend anyone? And if I did, uh, I want to clear the air that night, even if I have to send them a quick text. I think it's important. Here's the fourth point. Deal with problems privately. Matthew 18, verse 15. Don't do it in front of people. You're going to embarrass them, and you're going to get a lot of pushback that goes with that. Number five, listen before answering. James 1 verse 19. Listening is an important skill to learn. Number six, tame your tongue. Proverbs 12 verse 18. This all goes towards building good relationship, folks. Number seven, ignore petty insults. Proverbs 12 verse 16. We don't need it. You don't like it, so why would you dish it out? Number eight, seek a win-win solution. Philippians 2, verse 4. That sounds very simplistic, but it's hard to find. When you're looking for a win-win solution, then you both have to sit there with a lot of give and take. That's called negotiating. Number nine, try forgiveness. Luke 6, verse 37. Forgiveness is one of the key elements to all of this. If you don't have forgiveness for how you were offended or may have been perceived, you're not going to get anywhere try forgiveness. And lastly, number 10, overcome wrong with good. Romans 12 verse 14 and verse 21. Every conversation can work in your favor or it can work against you. I choose to be the optimistic. Sir Winston Churchill said, the pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Grace alone or truth alone can have a negative effect in a confrontation, but having the two together neutralizes the negatives. Grace and truth have to go hand in hand. Jesus was the perfect combination of these two elements of growth. Jesus' approach was superior to that of the law and of Moses. 
for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You read that in John 1.17. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. People need both grace and truth in relationships with God and with each other. Think about a time when someone told you the truth without love. You probably felt attacked or judged or condemned and then defensive. No matter how accurate the truth, it hardly matters because the hurtful feeling erased the truth in the confrontation. In good boundary conversations, truth needs grace for the person to safely receive and digest the information. Grace comforts us and keeps us safe and loved, but it doesn't provide reality, structure, direction, or correction. You may have come away from the encounter feeling refreshed and encouraged, but without the path or insight to know what to do next. Truth neutralizes that problem and provides the way we need. Keep in mind that the other person needs both, just as you do. Remember that even though you might be upset with someone, his ability to take in the truth will also require love and grace just as yours does. Our intent is not to fix, straighten out, or punish. It is to provide enough amount of truth and grace to reconcile and solve the problem. That's building relationships. Lead with grace though. It is always best to start with grace as it sets the stage for the other person to be able to tolerate the truth. For example, tell the person before we get into the topic, I want you to know I really care about you and about us. I want us to be better and I want us to be on the same team. I hope I can convey that with you, even when we talk about the problem. That's just an example. Maybe it sounds a little plastic initially, but I think you're getting what I'm trying to say. We've got to come in with tenderness and showing that you are genuine, sincere, and care about them. Keep both elements present in the same time Keep grace and truth integrated and woven together in your conversation. As much as possible, avoid the tendency to have a grace part and then a truth part of the talk. Otherwise, it could seem like two different and inconsistent talks. When you're confronting, sprinkle in care. And when you're caring, sprinkle in truth. In your effort to stay neutralized, keep grace and truth friends with each other and not adversaries. Look to God and his example of keeping the two aspects of life together. Psalms 8510 says, love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Let's think about this. Grace and truth are woven together to develop harmony and strength. It's like a coin. There are two sides, both are different. You have a heads and a tail but you cannot have one without the other. So it is with grace and truth. You've got to have the two together. When you have time, it would be good for you to look at the great conversations from some of these people in the Bible. Let's take Elijah and Elisha. Great friends, great conversations. David and Jonathan, Barnabas and Paul, Timothy and Paul, 
Peter and Jesus, Zacchaeus and Jesus. How about Ruth and Naomi? They all had great conversations that are very insightful and they built relationships from them. Let me ask you a couple of questions to ponder. How do you mix grace with correction? I'm not asking about that about you. How do you do that? The second question is, when have you not sharpened a friend when it was needed? Hard question. Let's take the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus as an example. Jesus met with him under his request at night and alone. Jesus listened to Nicodemus. Jesus probed with questions, with explanation and logic. Jesus didn't insult the intelligence because Nicodemus was considered to be one of the brightest people around. Jesus didn't meet with him just because he was one of the three wealthiest people. In the end, because of their great conversation, Nicodemus came back to help bury Jesus. Nicodemus knew that Jesus was the Messiah. I'm convinced of this. And I really think he was expecting his return. Are you willing to meet the other persons upon their request? Will you take that time? Will you be honest in a gracious way? Remember, you're not in control of the circumstances, but you are in control of how you navigate. When something bad happens to us or something hurts, we can either become wise or be wounded. This is a choice that we have. What will you choose? Build relationships through wisdom is a high priority. Having these conversations with people builds us up. Don't look at it as a battle, but as an opportunity. I like what a friend of mine, Coco, once said to me in a text, and this was concerning a difficult situation I was dealing with. He wrote me, God gives the worst battles to his best soldiers. I love that quote, and it really made me pause. It's important that we are strong for others. Of course, in relationships, we can never be successful without love. Love is the umbrella of all the characteristics of building strong relationships. I like a quote that someone posted on social media, and it says, Love has never been a matter of luck. It's mutual giving, compromise, sharing dreams, care, respect, mercy, and patience. Make it a great day to get out there and develop relationships. Build them back up. God bless you. Thank you.